When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today we feature Veer Das. He's a comedian, actor, musician. He does lots of things. Check him out online. He's got some amazing stand-up online. But also you can see him in real life. He's at Edinburgh uh, for all of August. And then he's also doing a tour across the UK. So uh, there's loads of opportunities to check him out. I don't know what to say, really. I think we'll just get on and listen to the episode, shall we? Yeah, here we go. It's Desert Island Dicks with Veer Das. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share the Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, actor and musician Veer Das. How are you doing? Good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you're up in Edinburgh at the minute? I am up in... I just got in. So I'm, I'm in Edinburgh but on Mumbai time. Okay. Is what's going on basically. So it's it's dinner time at, okay. at uh, one a.m. or one p.m. or whatever this is. Yeah. Okay. So that's not too bad. A few hours difference. You can yeah. hopefully struggle through. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. So I mean, when you're when you've been traveling you're in a new place and it, sometimes it can be a bit disruptive to your thought patterns. Do you find it easy to be a sort of to rant about things you don't like, or are you feeling fairly calm today? I feel pretty calm. Uh, you know, I'm settling into the knowledge that I don't normally get to be in the same place for a month without like sort of active touring. And so Edinburgh is kind of this, hey, I get to go to the gym a little bit and I get to, uh, you know, uh, find out who my wife is and what she likes and she gets <laughs> to find out who I am. Uh, we get to spend like an active month with each other, which is kind of nice. Okay, cool. So you're in quite a serene uh, sort of state of mind. Let's hope that talking about all the people and things you hate for, for a while isn't going to disrupt that. It'll be fine. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll crack on. If you need a little break to calm down, then just let us know. But uh, right, you're on the desert island. Your plane has crashed. Who's going to be the first person joining you? Hitler. Hitler. Okay. Um, <laughs> Normally, I sort of say, "Why have you picked this person?" It's for, I've, I've got an idea why you might have picked Hitler, but um, just because I'm not really good with structure and say what you will about Hitler, uh, at least he was good at infrastructure and planning. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, 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 he's a terrible human being and, and crimes against humanity and all of that. But if we're stuck on a desert island, it's literally just me and Hitler, right? <laughs> so technically Hitler is not playing to his greatest strength. He can't really do any human damage because it's just the two of us. But you know that guy would build like a son of a bitch on that island, right? <laughs> so you, you know that there would be uh, like give me and Hitler five years on an island. It's possible that I'm working for him and or his lover but uh there, there will be museums and statues and he'll just get the island together on the off chance that we don't make it off the island mm. so i'd go hitler yeah i mean there's no way you're going to get the upper hand it's going to be difficult isn't it like you're going to think right me and hitler i've got to go in there straight away be the alpha male try and you know suppress him but he's i mean it's just everything in his being is like i'm a dictator i have to do this yeah but but i mean it, i think it depends on, on which version of hitler you you catch right so if you if you catch hitler at like 
the peak of his powers and then put him into a desert island then he knows what he was uh and now he's just got one subject who's following him which is me so he's really you you, you really just have a broken man <laughs> uh <laughs> you know who's lost it all mm. uh so you're looking at cancelled by life hitler yeah <laughs> Yeah, because I imagine, I mean, before, I mean, I guess you could get the young Hitler, you know, he's into painting and maybe hadn't got so disillusioned with the world and Jews. And (laughs) I think you can't just turn overnight into Hitler. I mean, I imagine even the sort of, let's say, like early Hitler was still Mm -hmm. probably a bit of a crazy psychopath because I I don't think you can change that much, you know, over a course of a few years. I want that peak between... um you know, there was that phase between early Hitler and then violent Hitler, which is just the rise up as a politician where he was just building shit. That's the Hitler that I want. Okay. Um, and I, I mean, I would pl- plot a murder. I would take him out. I do all of that stuff, but I'd let him build some stuff first. And that's the point. And if, if the one pers- person that Hitler hates the most is not on the island, uh, I think that's the safest version of Hitler that you could get, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, you're not Jewish. Yes. You're also not, you know, you're quite far from being Aryan. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because that's what I wake up and tell myself in the morning. No. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, maybe her early Hitler then, he could paint and, and prophesize. Yeah. No. No. No, I, I'd go like build or Hitler. Busy building infrastructure, Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine sort of at times just when it's getting too much. I'm like, hey, um, Adolf, I've put some like driftwood over there and some. I've fashioned. I've made some inks out of like natural materials. Um, do you want to? Used to used to love a bit of painting. No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, calm down. You know, just be in vain. He finds it? one dog on the island. The dog becomes his best friend. That's where he exercises his demons and stuff like that. Because Hitler was uh, was a dog lover by all accounts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we've got a strong start then with Hitler. Um, who's yeah. going to be joining the two of you? I would say Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just just for nutrition, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this one guy who would, like, hunt, and you just know we're eating well every night, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> uh, he's just like, yeah, the venison and uh, and, you know, every other animal under the sun barbecued, would be great. I mean, you'd have to listen to him talk about vaccines and all of that stuff, and all that is fine. But yeah. uh, still, uh, Joe Rogan, I think he'd teach us how to hunt, he'd teach us archery. Um, and if shit went really badly, we could eat him, and you know that would be good meat as well. You know, Joe Rogan is like healthy meat. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it depends what sort of mad fad diet he's on at the time. If he'd been like, you know, like when he last did serious psychoactive substances or something. I think he would be good at teaching you the sort of physical man stuff about hunting, but he'd yeah. also be quite boring about, like he's such a mansplainer, isn't he? The way he was sort of like, no, yeah. no, no, you've got it all wrong, bro. I mean, like, don't eat like the nice meat off the animal. Like you got to get like the liver, the eyeballs. Listen, I, I wrote a whole blog about it. And you're like, oh, Joe, like, please just, I'm just going to eat bits of this animal like shut up now but wouldn't it be good to put him on the island with hitler and just see who who takes on who like that would be great yeah because at some point you know when hitler was getting out of control and trying to oppress the island there would be like a, a jujitsu joke hold <laughs> and then that evening hitler's take you know what i mean i think that's uh yeah and, and plus you know he knows science uh and then you know at least five other alpha males would come looking for Joe Rogan because of the influence that he wields in the world. And 
at least three of those alpha males own like rockets and shit. So, you know, they would find him. Like, you know, Elon Musk could be like, I have to find my friend. Uh, so if there was a serious shot of getting out of the island, it would be Joe Rogan. I yeah. Think. I think I can imagine him sort of suddenly running out of space on the rocket, though, when it came to like, like oh, wait, we're all free. And it's like, ah, sorry, guys, uh, just me, just just Joe here, I'm afraid. But yeah, he's, he's such a weird man, isn't he? Because he's sort of one part jock. And then yeah. the other half, he's sometimes talking about like, just got to get into like psychedelic and smoking dope and stuff like that and it's like yeah right. he's kind of like a hippie then, with muscles isn't he yeah yeah and then you can see how the two things converge and he gets into sort of conspiracy theorist and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean he'd be great to talk to mm. I think I don't I'm not worried about being booted off a rocket I don't think anybody's ever booted an Indian off a rocket <laughs> we usually design that stuff uh, <laughs> and, and make sure that it works properly yeah. and then I think with him you know, I get to do stand-up <laughs> with an appreciative audience because, you know, I can run jokes. But it's not like I'm running jokes by Hitler at any point. Like, that's that's never going to happen. Like, hey, Hitler, what is up with? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that format is working at all. I can run jokes. Yeah, I love the idea of you trying to do stand-up to Hitler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would be the only person to stand up to Hitler, really, locally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Apart from the allies, you know, yeah. the newest person to stand up for Hitler <laughs> on a beach. Joe Rogan's just such a, a strange person. I think you just never know quite which way he'd go. I, th- I think he could get on quite well with Hitler just because he'd sort of like, I think he'd appreciate the power of him. You know, I think he's like, yeah, like people don't like guns. I'm like, hey, what? You're not attracted to power? Of course you love power. I'm not saying like he's racist or wants to systematically end the Jewish race. But, yeah, you know, I think there's like, there's just that part of Joe Rogan that doesn't quite make sense. You're like, who are you? Like, I don't understand what you are. We'd find out with Joe Rogan on the island, but I'm pretty sure Hitler's created podcasting, if you think about it. Like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a Hitler experience podcast that, that would be you know, slight level of volume control required, maybe some dynamics and some sound engineering. But Yeah, I was going to uh, say, he's, he's only got like yeah. one full force setting. One, like. yeah. He, he's always at 10. Yeah. Uh, you might as well bring him down to a five so he has somewhere to go. Like on his podcast, really shouting like, please like and subscribe, give us a rating. <laughs> <laughs> Just Hitler on a podcast like, tonight's episode is brought to you by... <laughs> Just like doing sponsor links. Yeah, it's pronounced Squarespace, Hitler's Squarespace. Um, yeah, okay. Well, you've got two big alpha males there. Um, so who's yeah. who's going to be the third person? I, I'm interested to see how we mix this up. Uh, I'm going to go Halle Berry. Halle Berry? Just for old time. Yeah, there you go, old time sake. <laughs> okay. Just because uh, I think I have a shot <laughs> you know, on that island. And she's fit. And she's like super intelligent. And, you know, like in case these two guys kill each other, uh, I get fed uh, and just like a childhood crush. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, Halle Berry, that'd be nice okay. on an island. Yeah. I think I could I could wear her down. Just like <laughs> I could wear her emotional standards down. We're like, we'd both be 60 by the time she hooks up with me, but it'd be okay. <laughs> I think, um, well, obviously you would want female companionship on the island. I think it would add would to you? the yeah. tension. 
of the thing like you so. versus joe rogan like i think it would really he would really <laughs> resort to sort of a playground stereotype of just being like hey hallie no. look how many sit-ups i can do and you know you're like well okay I maybe can't match him for that maybe you try and go some more cerebral i don't know i think there'd be a lot of competition with you and joe Hitler, you're probably not competing with because you know she's not white, no. so that's like she's off the table. Also, I don't think he's into women, but uh, <laughs> that's just another thing of her. Mm. Uh, but I also think like yeah, Joe Rogan would be doing sit-ups, and but then Halle Berry could do more sit-ups than Joe Rogan mm. if you actually think about it. So I think we've got fitness covered, and then I get to be like the sensitive guy, like Harry Halle. I wrote a haiku, you know, and then she's like, oh. Uh, you know, I didn't have any haikus written for me in Los Angeles, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and and then that's that. You know, love at at first wreck. Yeah, I wonder if um, Hitler, despite not being physically attracted to her, would still be really angry that she wasn't attracted to him as you know the architect of the master race. <laughs> you know, it's like sure everyone should bow down to him i wonder if that would really piss him off i think we'd have to like just create like 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 germany was divided after the war just create like hitler's end of the island hmm. and then like our end of the island and ours is like love island and hitler's is just like i love myself island. yeah and then we can you know yeah i yeah. I, I can imagine him just sort of going off for a bit and then you for, almost forget about him and it's like who's fuck hitler's coming again he's still on the west side of the island <laughs> like i said i don't need anything from you guys but uh yeah i'm gonna take some of your coconuts so you can't just take all our coconuts just yeah. turning up and being a dick now and again and then hitler promises us he'd never annex the north side of the island and like joe rogan believes him and signs a deal and hallie and i are like joe you're being gullible right now. <laughs> Just because you're both alpha males doesn't mean you can trust each other. And Hitler and Joe sign a pact. And then the next day, Hitler annexes the north side of the island. <laughs> and then, like, Halley has to declare war on Hitler. But I don't really want to get into the war. But then, you know, eventually I get into the war and I win the war against Hitler. Yeah. For Halley. Fair enough. I think it's a, it's a good game plan. Okay. Right. Well, the best of luck with that. Okay, now, Thank you. mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's mm -hmm. your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? It is uh, protein shakes, mm. which I know is the best thing to have on an island, but I just can't do it. Mm. It just... It, it tastes like diluted elf gum. <laughs> like, that's what uh, what protein shakes taste like to me. Like, I think it's Smurfs jacked off into a glass and added way too much water into it. That's the average protein shake. So mm. I just don't like protein shakes. That's one. And then does that qualify as drink or food? That's drink, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess technically you could say it's food, but I will go for drink. All right. And then food-wise, I do, you know, not a huge fan of uh, of sweet potato. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like I don't do the sweet potato fries. I don't do the the yam stuff so just like yeah mm. I, I don't need my potatoes to be sweet yeah i yeah. will go regular potato any day of the week <laughs> okay okay well we'll unpack these then so a protein shake yeah they're not that nice i mean so i've i've been going to the gym i've been trying to put on weights so i've been having these protein shakes and i put so much nice stuff in them to try and make them taste good and it's still always a shock every day that they still turn out sort of it's sort of grainy and dusty and i think mine are worse because yeah. i'm not a vegan but i've got vegan protein shakes you know i'm putting blueberries in there banana some honey all these things should make anything taste pretty good and i drink it i'm just like this is less bad than it could have been but it's still pretty shit you know 
I mean, if you're adding stuff to your protein shake, like you might as well just not have the protein shake. <laughs> it's my point, right? If, if you're like, I'm going to add fat and sugar and chocolate and all the things I'm not supposed to have to this shake. Like, what's the fucking point of the shake at some point? I know. I just think, know. why don't I eat something that has this much protein in and is pleasant, like, you know, some tuna or yeah. like whatever. You know, just, but yeah. um, I suppose it's just sort of lazy, lazy modern culture. It's like, give me everything in one go. Also, do they really work? Like, isn't that the biggest conspiracy? We're all like, oh, the COVID vaccine doesn't work. I think it works. But isn't protein shake? Like, how many people do you know who are having protein shakes who are actually seeing results? It's literally Joe Rogan, Halle Berry, <laughs> and then you. Like, there's the three of you. Maybe they've got some tips. Oh, they've probably got people making them good protein shakes, and I'm just on the, the shit cheap stuff that, that the normal people get or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, I hate like, talking about protein shakes is just a depressing thing. Oh, you've never been on a film set before, have you? Just with actors talking about intermittent fasting and protein shakes for like three months through a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's a joy, always. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I can imagine. There's one thing that's like, have you seen that stuff called, is it called Huel? And it's like, it's like a complete meal in a drink. So it's like one notch above protein shake. So the idea is like, hey, you're a busy modern guy. You're on the go. You ain't got time to eat food like some fucking dick from the past. Drink this. And it's got apparently everything your body needs. And that's, you can just replace food with it. And I'm like... That's such a depressing idea, you know, like... Of course it is. Maybe yeah. now and again if you're really in a hurry and it's an emergency, but like... And isn't that what the food's becoming in my stomach anyway? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it just feels like this slush that is in my stomach, you took out of my stomach and are refeeding to me. Yeah. Which feels like, you know, haggis at some level. Like, that's, that's what that is. It's just <laughs> haggis. Philosophical ha haggis. <laughs> um, on an island, a hot desert island, just just gulping down a thick protein shake and like yeah yeah and having joe rogan telling you you're doing it wrong all the time <laughs> yeah okay like, you gotta have more blueberries man you're not <laughs> doing it right <laughs> yeah and then um sweet potatoes okay yeah so i mean again you know quite a healthy thing to be stuck with you know it's like yeah. A good source of, of, of carbs, but in you know, not too unhealthy way. But anytime you get a sweet potato replacing a normal potato, the normal version is usually more interesting, isn't it? Like normal chips yeah. better than sweet potato chips, you know it's for sure. Yeah. 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 But like I resent the the guys who have a full burger with sweet sweet potato fries. Like I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean that's the diet coke on the side of a super sized yeah. meal, isn't it, really? Yeah. 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 Like for chips or fries, like they're never, they're not fry. I mean, they're just floppy. You know, they're sort of like floppy sticks. Of yeah. Floppy mash sticks. You know. And then they like they always season them with something obnoxious, like especially at like good places, you know, where the sweet potato fries come out in like some sort of a vertical container mm. with like some sort of paprika and shit on top of it. And just like, I didn't ask for paprika. You assumed that I wanted it. Because you're charging me two pounds extra for these things, so I don't know. I just I just resent the. Maybe it's not that I don't like sweet potatoes. I just don't like people who like sweet potatoes. I think that's my my central problem here. It's not a thing that you want to live on forever. I mean, Hitler will probably like them because he's a vegetarian. No, I don't think Hitler was having a lot of sweet potatoes. I think there was a lot of strudel and steroids for Hitler. Yeah. Um, not that different for, for for the rest of the people on the island. <laughs> we have we have protein shakes, strudel, and steroids, and sweet potatoes. Yeah. What a 
what an ensemble we have at this island. That's the other thing. Thinking of like Hitler on withdrawal symptoms from all the speed and shit that he used to take is going to be. Yeah. I mean, that guy yeah. already had a temper. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, Veer, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favorite film of all time, and the other is your least favorite song. What are they and why? Least favorite film of all time would be. I want to say, this is kind of a. Well, I, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Okay. Um, just as a, as a serious Harry Potter fan, I was gigantically disappointed with everything that they did on that. And then my least favorite song would be. Anything by Bob Dylan that has more than one instrument. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's deal with the film first. So you said you're, yeah. you're a massive Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And where, where have they gone wrong with the Fantastic Beast one? Do you think they're just, uh, it's just cashing in and just trying to milk it as much as possible? They're just cashing in. And then they were supposed to have, they were supposed to like have us invest emotionally in the beasts. But then if, if you're just going to have like 95 cast members, uh, in a three-hour movie, I don't care about the beast so much. Um, and then I think the lead actor Eddie Romaine—is that his name? Mm. Eddie Romaine. Uh, Redmayne, yeah. Redmayne is is kind of the same guy in every movie, uh, which is you know I'm I'm not such a fan of. And, and maybe I, like isn't it set in America? I don't think Americans can do magic. Like, <laughs> maybe that's my, like, I don't think there are American wizards. I think that's like an, an exclusively British, Eastern European thing. Yeah. It's the wizard. Or at thing. least maybe a country that's very old. So you think there might have been sort of like a long, long tradition of magic or something. Like I can imagine an Indian wizard, you know, like an African wizard, you know, like I can't just, it's like, well, you know, a Native American wizard. But like, yeah. <laughs> not like a modern. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine like an American Expelliarmus. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine that. You know, just you tried magic <laughs> and you got David Copperfield and David Blaine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and, and then those two guys who got eaten by a tiger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in Las Vegas, like that's your magic. Yeah, yeah, we know your kind of stuff. You haven't got old cobbled streets. You don't get to have wizards. <laughs> I think American magic is just like, look, I have health insurance. I can afford it. That's magic. You know, like that's, that's American magic. Yeah. The police helped me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a person of color and they didn't assault me. Mm. I must be a wizard. This is my thing. <laughs> I mean, in America, that's pretty good superpower. I mean, it's probably going to help you day to day more than just like invisibility or flight, I think. But um, yeah. It's sort of naive of me to say, but, you know, sometimes I think with things like huge franchises or brands, it's like, it gets to the point, you're like, haven't you had enough, you know, and there will be fans out there who will never have enough. And it's like yeah. everything you'll just consume and consume. But, you know, there's that Harry Potter play in London and it's really expensive and it's two really long parts. And I just think if you're going to keep milking this thing, at least make it like manageable chunks for people because it's not fair to like yeah. put everyone through that and make all the money. I just think like make it easy. Like you've got your you've got your side of the deal. Just calm it down a bit. Stop going so far with everything. Or like bring Rad Daniel Radcliffe out on stage every performance. At least give them that. 
Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying naked Daniel Radcliffe, just Daniel Radcliffe. You know, <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Just contractually obliged forever, just looking yeah. tired. Every more, time more tired. that place performed anywhere, Daniel Radcliffe has to show up because he sold his soul when he was six. Yeah. <laughs> just now comes just... out smoking, drunk. He's like, yeah. what's my line? Fuck it, don't care. Yeah. Shut up. Have you had enough yet? Fuck you, you fucking geeks. You took my childhood. You took my happiness. My wife hates me. I'm Harry Potter. Fuck you. Good night. Like, I I would pay so much money to see that. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even a fan of the franchise, and I'd pay to go and see that, I think. Yeah. There you go, J.K. Rowling. There's your next hit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay, and song-wise? Anything with, uh, with Bob Dylan and instruments. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Dylan is one of those people I've never really been able to get on board with as much as I feel I should be. You know, it's like you hear the name before you've even heard his music. You've heard of Bob Dylan. You know, he's like yeah. just one of those iconic names. And then I remember like hearing him. I was like, oh, right. It's, oh, yeah. I don't think it's for me. You know, and it's really like I really want to. But I think if you take him out of that 60s scenario, I think he's one of those guys where I mean, he can write. You know, he can write. But the older he got... He just discovered that he couldn't sing, you know what I mean? Because the voice just got raspier and like more out of tune and deeper and it didn't have beautiful, subtle guitar sort of backing it up. The minute you put him in front of a big band, ironically, instead of hiding him, they exposed him as a vocalist, mm. I think. I don't think there's ever been a vocalist, a singer, who whose voice has gone through that much of a change over their right? life. You know, it's like you hear great Motown singers, you know, and then nowadays you're like, okay, they don't have the power anymore, but it's all right, they're 70, like, fair enough. But him, it's like, you've gone from sort of like, now it's just like, I've heard recordings and I thought someone was just, is this a joke? It's like, no, it's really Bob Dylan. Like, sounds like he sort of lives in a cave or something. It's it's, it's like if Ed Sheeran aged into Macy Gray. Like, that's the <laughs> you know, that's the artistic journey that Bob Lillum has been on. Yeah. Any artist that you love, only having access to the music of theirs that you hate, is really... Like, I'm a big David Bowie fan, but I'm the yeah. first to admit, you know, there's some challenging work in there that, you know, that I'm not that happy with. And if I only got the stuff of his I hated, I mean, it'd just be so miserable, like, trying to pick out the good bits, but, you know, it's the laughing gnome, and there's nothing to like about that, really. And and it's also the artist at the peak of their production powers and at the bottom, like, without any struggle whatsoever. And that's always a shitty album. You know what I mean? Yeah. The minute they're like, let's add a ukulele and, and five Australian didgeridoos to this one track that is about me walking to the fridge. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A friend of mine um, once said, musicians out of a contract where you get 10 years or five albums. Like, that's it. But you can't yeah. just... You ha and after that, you have to stop. And I admit there are flaws with this plan. <laughs> but sometimes you just kind of think, yeah, you could have just stopped and it would be all right, you know. But Yeah. Um, or, or you continue to play that 10-year catalogue forever. Like, you just do what the Rolling Stones do and, and then just kind of go and be like, mm. no, we just made three hours of music and we're going to pretend like the rest of it doesn't exist and then just go. Yeah. Although, I mean, with Bob Dylan, he can play his most famous early hits these days and people don't realise sometimes. You know, I had a friend went yeah. to see him and he was like, afterwards, he's like oh, fuck, that was that song. Like, I didn't realise till, like, halfway through that's what you were doing. It was so different. And, I mean, it must get really boring playing the same stuff over and over again, but uh, at the same yeah, time... Yeah, just like, talking about a war that doesn't exist anymore. 
you know what I mean? Like the, the answer was blowing in the wind, then blew in the wind. Now there's no wind. Uh, you know, there's no war. It's just all done. So what? Do you, like how many roads? We know how many roads. Like it's just you know, there's no mystery anymore to the song. Yeah. Fair play. Fair enough. Okay, now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? I would say a, you know, a seagull. Mm. Seagulls are assholes. Yeah. Let's, be, let's be honest about this. Pretentious assholes. Yeah, they really are. A, too big for a bird. B, no business eating that much human cuisine. C, always obstructing the view of something that is trying to go on Instagram or just into human <laughs> memory and be inedible. Nobody eats yeah. a seagull. So really, what purpose do you serve apart from transporting the crab to the little mermaid when she was in crisis? That, that's the only real, or, or like helping Nemo's dad out. Uh, those are the only two things a seagull has ever done. Useless bird. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in Brighton on the south coast and it's like full of seagulls and when you first get off the train you're like oh that's so nice and by the seaside and then like minutes later they steal all your food and like attack your children and you just think you're a complete bastard i mean they they have got sort of vicious to the point where it's like i mean i think they're our most aggressive animal in this country which i mean to be able to say that <laughs> it's quite say good, a lot I mean. about britain to be honest with you guys yeah like if, yeah i mean we're quite lucky the top of your mountain like you guys need to to level up the <laughs> the animals in this country a little bit i'm just saying like you know in know. india we have tigers and lions you know what i'm saying like how are you guys you like oh fuck seagulls i gotta run i know but that's that's the thing i mean like obviously you trump us for like good animals but i mean like it's depressing that that is uh, that's what ours is and it's like like they've, they've kind of gone they've skewed the food food chain so much you know it's yeah. like you're attacking us for food now like this is so wrong it's like yeah also, they're like, not I, nice creatures I, I saw a seagull eating a falafel the other day you know in Edinburgh it's just, I'm just like what the fuck is that like it was on the floor outside a chip shop a seagull eating a falafel and I'm like this makes no sense at all yeah they're getting an sort of intelligence now, and they're like, I think I'll have the healthy option today. <laughs> right you know? That's, I mean, this is their next step of evolution. They're becoming more dangerous, I think. So, uh, just like yeah. lactose-free seagulls, they're like, I'm going to skip the tahini sauce. I'm just going to do just strict falafels, yeah. baked only. Yeah, when you see them doing Pilates, it's really time to start grouping together <laughs> and getting heading to the bunker, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, an island of seagull. I mean, it sort of fr sounds picturesque in a way, but knowing what they're actually like, it's going to be pretty hard work. And yeah. um, and also, I mean, like the ones in Brighton, they don't even sleep at night anymore. Like they're just always up all the time. It's like someone's given them speed. It's like they never, ever switch off. So you hear them in the daytime, in the nighttime. They're like, they're just this weird breed. I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if one day you found out they were all just robots or something. It'd be weird if they were like the alien device that was planted like a thousand years ago saying, one day when we come back, seagulls are going to be the device that, that kind of helps the aliens take over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just after we're all gone, it's like, you know, we've had the dinosaurs, we had the little bit where humans are in charge, and yeah. then it's just fucking seagulls for the next few million years. <laughs> Aliens no one for five coming. minutes, they're like, no. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, These humans are really rude. Yeah. It's like, it's like us visiting Glasgow. We're just like, this was fun. It's been five minutes. Now let's go. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, Via, I think you've done a great job today Thank of you, uh, compiling a, a, a list of people and things that would drive you totally mad. And um, I think the interplay between the characters on your island is superb. So it's definitely going to drive you mad. So well done. And, um, Thank you, man. You know, I hope I hope you'll survive there. But for now, you're you're in Edinburgh. You've got. I'm in Edinburgh. I've, I've got 25 shows at the Pleasance beneath. Uh, I'm on at 5:25 every night, and the show is called Wanted. Um, and yeah. yeah. Please come see cool. me. And we can check out more of your stuff on Twitter and online, of course. Yes, uh, I'm the Veerdas on Twitter, not because I'm arrogant, it's because Veerdas was taken. Uh, Veerdas on Instagram and then Veerdas.in is my website for tickets because uh, I'm also touring the UK between the 1st of September and the 13th of September. So we're doing about eight cities. Brilliant. Nice one. Well, we'll all try and catch your work as you go around. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Desert Island Dicks. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Cheers. Take care. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did recording it. And um, yeah, more to come. So watch this space or rather listen to it as it is an audio medium. Um, It would be lovely if you could subscribe to this podcast or give us a rating and a review, especially that would be wonderful. If you're one of those people who like, listen, mate, I'm just fucking listening to this on my commute. I don't need you telling me to go and press a button and leave me a rating and review. And there are people like that. And you have told us that's all right. But maybe mention to your friends. I listened to this on my way into work and it made me smile. So maybe you will like it too you know the word of mouth thing is is uh, underrated i think so uh, let's let's do a bit of that sort of marketing shall we i think that's it so i just want to point out that desert island dicks is a sync clap production what that means is it was created by james deacon he came up with the idea he used to host it then he let me host it and i produce it as well i'm dan by the way and then we get all the audio and we give it to a man called chris attaway and he edits it beautifully so thanks for that chris if you need someone to edit your podcast let us know because chris is very good um also john deacon thanks for all your support john it's a big help and we appreciate it and we hope you're well uh i think that's about it um yeah that is it thanks for listening bye